Thank you for tuning in to another episode of It's Your World. We could do it differently again. It's just me. It's just me this week. Um, man, it's a lot going on. I mean, 2020 has definitely been the year that we need to fucking forget. Just, I mean, we could just take 2020, put it in a nice, like, Ziploc bag or, you know, put it in a plastic bag and let's just, you know, vacuum seal it all the way up because this shit has been wild. Wow, I think the last episode I did, I did not mention the passing of Chadwick Boseman because that's just a lot too. It's just like, God damn, dude, just was like really hitting his stride. I mean, he had done what? I think it was some eight movies in four years or something ridiculous like that. And then it's only because when you look at the production of everything, it takes about a year to eight months maybe to film a movie. I mean, that's... Not counting if you're on Tyler Perry's schedule, because Tyler Perry has been making movies. <laughs> I, I saw a tweet the other day. He made a, uh, um, a series in like 14 days or something ridiculous, like some ridiculous, outrageous feat. He did um, 14 episodes in like two weeks or some crazy shit like that. Hey, man, look, I ain't knocking the hustle. I'm all for the grind because, look, if I could sit up and I could record... Five or six episodes of a podcast in one day. Guess what? It's going to be five or six episodes of a podcast recorded in one day. Because that's just how you got to do it. I'm just saying. Hard work is hard work. But yeah, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, bro, the Black Panther. Wakanda forever. I actually had a bit. I think um, I'm going to probably bring that back. I stopped doing it for a couple of months, mainly because of the pandemic. But the main thing is, um, you know, it's a good bit. So I wonder if uh, T'Challa and Shuri have an annoying uncle that brags about them all the time. Like he just goes to the barbershop. He walks into the barbershop. He's like, ding, ding, ding. hey, nigga, you seen my motherfucking nephew and niece T'Challa with the motherfucker gingers, baby? Like he don't say it right. He just say a gingers. A g- <laughs> And keep showing up to the barbershop, niggas. He's bald. <laughs> so why are you here? I saw you shaving your head on Instagram Live for them old freeze. Oh, no, let me stop playing. Anyway, yeah. Um, hopefully when the pandemic is over, y'all check me out on some kind of show. You'll see, you know, come come to an open mic or come to one of my shows. And you'll see me do that bit. But yeah, man. R.I.P. Chadwick, bro. That shit's crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just... Amazing the things people are doing in their lives, on a serious note, unbeknownst to us, what's going on in the background. That's why I always feel like you should treat folks right. Treat people right. You never know what they're going through. I think some people get that confused with, like, treat people right because you never know what they'll be. like. I mean, that's true, too. That's very true. But it's more so just treat people right because you never know what they're going to, especially in times like this, nigga. The pandemic is wild, my nigga. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, what else did I have on the agenda? The NBA semifinals. I'm going to be honest. I did not expect this from Toronto, but they are balling their asses off. Forever and Fleet is an Aurora guy. I believe he was at VCU, had some uh, excellent showings um, in the tournaments over the years. And, yeah, dog, you're doing big things, bro. That Toronto team got a chip on their shoulder. That is one of those teams where 
I'm pretty sure everybody thought this can go left real quick. Only because you remove a guy like Kawhi who changed the entire landscape of your organization. And when I say landscape, I mean the morale, the fan base was different. They may have had that. I think Toronto may have had that almost like um, elite college program feel with that fan. And I might be wrong. I ain't in Canada. I don't know. Only Drake knows. I don't know that. You might have to hit up uh, Justin Bieber, the other JB. But like I'm saying, all I know is when Kawhi ended up signing with that team or that trade or whatever it was, it was one of those. And it was in the middle of the year. In the middle of the year. And still won the finals. They won the rain, dog. You know, and then for him to leave, you got to think. How do you replace a guy like that? You get guys like Siakam to step up. Uh, Van Fleet, you know. Uh, I think they st- does he still have Serge Ibaka on that squad? You know, I, I haven't been tuning in to the games that in-depth because I felt like um, they had that big game a couple of nights ago went to two overtimes. And only because I expect a team like Boston to be able to pull it together. And that's a whole other story there. You know, you're talking about removing Kyrie from that squad. And you see this young core where guys just get way better. I mean, you can't you can't beat that, bro. You can't be building a team through the draft. You can't beat it. You can't be having a coach that actually wants to try and figure out the game of basketball and game plan. I mean, y'all can say what you want to say about the guy, Stevens. He coached on the college level. And sometimes it doesn't translate. Prime example, Billy Donovan. Great college coach, just not a good pro coach right now. And then to have CP3, you know, it showed that he had some coaching ability. He had the ability to get grown-ass men to play on the same court and be successful. But, yeah, we're looking at the Western Conference Finals. I mean, semifinals. LeBron. Sheesh. Sheesh. You ain't slowed down yet, Jack. Listen, if I had a million dollars to help me recoup and take care of my body, in my poor efforts, as you can see, I'm fat guy friendly. I'm just fat. I'm well, what's the one? Kind of skinny, kind of fat. <laughs> if I had a million dollars to make sure that I was able to rehab, if I had a million dollars to make sure I can get all the treatment, and treatment, for those of you who don't know, it's basically like being able to go to the training office and get top of the line. Elite. 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 <laughs> Elite training facilities. Cryo chambers and shit. Man, what? If I had a million dollars to do that. I'm not saying I would be with LeBron is at 35 years old. Nigga, I'm 31 right now. My knees crack when I walk down steps. My back is hurting right now, and I'm sitting straight up. <laughs> but the dude ain't slowed down yet, and don't it don't look like it is. I was talking to my homie. I'm like, hey, bro, look, LeBron did low management in a 10-game season that they had before the playoffs started. He did, he did low management. You think he wasn't taking advantage of that rest? You think he wasn't taking advantage of that time off? And to see this L.A. team just become... The team that we thought it was, AD ain't slowing down no time soon either. 
So, and, and the crazy thing about that is, I had, if you follow me on Twitter, I had to admit this to myself. Anthony Davis will be a Laker great before he puts, ever puts on a Chicago Bulls uniform or jersey at all. At all. Anthony Davis will be a Laker great. And we will get Anthony Davis on the Chicago Bulls when he like 30, 30, 39, two years left in his in his career, and he wants to come back home. We probably will get AD then. <laughs> you know, they no damn sense. We, I'm hoping we catch a break with this this Bulls pick, top five pick. But I don't know. And then everybody's clowning harder. Hey, look, in the in the words of the great uh, Charlie Coles, Harden became Harden, and the Lakers won the game. James Harden is probably, to me, one of the premier players in the Uber, in the NBA. But what I'm saying is this. If you can't win, you can't win, bro. Like, it's just sometimes you're going to come to a game. You're going to step on the floor. You're going to step on the court. You're going to step on the field. Whatever it is, whatever the fuck you do, it could be bad men in your backyard. Sometimes you go face somebody that's just going to be better than you. That's it. Sometimes you go going to be like, it ain't, a, it ain't a motherfucker on our team that can do what that dude is doing right now. We're probably not going to win this game. We're probably not going to win this series. <laughs> and that's I think that's what LeBron is doing. That's what he's got this team doing. I think Rondo showed up a couple of nights ago. First time in the bubble playing. No, second game in the bubble. I think he had 20-some points. Tennis is like wild. Like, this dude is just, I don't, I don't, you tell me. So, y'all been watching the games. Let me know how you feel. And don't get me started on this whole – I mean, and this is this is something that's been a part of the NBA for years. Let's get a guy that's, that can defend somebody. And then even for LeBron, I'm a Michael Jordan stand. LeBron ain't my GOAT. But what I'm going to say is this. They could have brought anybody out there to stop this motherfucker. Anybody. And it wasn't going to happen. Stopping LeBron, as we all know, is – 35 points. <laughs> a good day is stopping LeBron. It's 35 points. I don't know what to tell you. But, I mean, we're looking at teams, and we want to talk about who's going to win this championship. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very, not so much impressed. I'm just happy that, um, you know, the Lakers finally, you know, put it all together. I mean, granted, they didn't have, I don't, you know, AD wasn't there last season, but, or whenever he got there, but like, yeah, this this is a team that is pretty good. I wish it were under different circumstances. Ain't that wild? But at the same time, you're really enjoying what you're seeing in the bubble. It's a very um, interesting predicament we're in. In the middle of a pandemic, playing in the bubble, we got teams playing like, hey, you get your five, I get my five. Because to tell you what, look, the Lakers ain't doing nothing but running. <laughs> From what I've seen, and I could be wrong. And there's every team that's doing that. I mean, you ain't really seeing teams run sets and, like, run plays or whatever. They're just running, doing what they want to do. 
getting the pacing going and, and getting into their groove. And don't get me started on the, on the Denver Nuggets team that got hot and just couldn't follow through. And and and, and I'm gonna tell you one thing: you got a guy that can put up 50 points, Murray. Uh, you know, you got to keep doing. It. It's the same thing with Lillard too. If 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 you didn't learn anything from the last dance. If you didn't learn anything from the last dance, you know you got to come out there ready to go. No matter who get pissed off, who don't like you, get ready to go nonstop. Just go in, kill it. Like 50, 50, 50 points, 50. If you go do that, that's how you win it, baby. That's how you do this. And, and if you didn't learn nothing from the last dance, and, and you watch these guys play and they do that, Lillard, I, hey, I believe in Portland. I'm not going to lie to you, Jack. I'm not going to lie to you. I believed in them. But that might be too much time on basketball. I'm, I can talk about that all day. So if you got an NBA podcast and you want to talk some shit and you want to debate, look, I'm ready because the next season next season going to be wild, especially from what we're seeing and who we know is where. And that's the funny thing, too. As soon as – so the, the country is just – we kind of – it's, it's in, in terms of basketball right now. You know, let's just talk about basketball. The country is just, it's been, it's, shr- it's shrank, you know, and, and it's all in Florida right now. And we're watching the NBA. Now, when the, when the country opens back up, you know, we have teams that are all over the country. This, to me, is going to help the league tremendously. Globally, it's probably already, it's, you know, the growth is there. Um, but, Within the country, I think the NBA is going to be in a different place next year. And I'm excited to see that. Um, especially once we get everything figured out with this pandemic. But uh, now, a word from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live from Chuckalisa, home of the world-renowned Pink Nightclub. Presenting the National Stripper League Pandemic Invitational. Three nights, three nights only. Ladies from all over the country will come to in the most gracious words of short dog to shake that monkey. If you cannot be in attendance, tune into our live stream at www.shakethatmonkey.com. For just $50 a night, we can make sure the brightest stars shine bright. Again, the Pink presents the National Stripper League Pandemic Invitational. And back to our regular schedule program. And as you can see, if you are paying attention or if you haven't, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers will most likely be in the NBA Finals. I might be calling this a little bit too soon because they ain't even got to the conference finals. But what I'm telling you is this. LeBron ain't slowed down. Not a minute. Not a second. The man did load management in an eight game or ten games, just whatever the fuck it was. It just is what it is, people. I don't know what to tell you, but basketball is basketball. Anyway, um, a few other things to discuss. Uh, we saw the smear campaign on Mr. Joe Budden. Hey, Joe, um, as a podcaster, bro, I appreciate what you're doing. You're laying the groundwork. He's pioneering, pioneering uh, this podcasting thing, and, and I appreciate it uh, because uh, – Setting the setting the foundation for something that's very new. I mean, and it's not even that new. It's just something that just picked up over the past few years. 
and for somebody to stand stand up and be like, hey, man, I want, I want what I'm worth. Um, we're doing big things here. And if I say this and it turns out, hey, whatever Joe was saying wasn't true, but it might be true because at the same time, the podcast that he has does numbers. I'm, you know, you're aspiring to get to that level. It's um, really interesting because while we're all going through this pandemic and everything like that, this seems to be an industry that continue to thrive. It can continue to thrive through just about anything. So, with that being said, appreciate you, Joe. But, I mean, I, I heard the story a couple of times. He said it on his podcast, like, two or three times. And, you know, what they're doing is something that, you know, it takes consistency to do. It takes hard work. And I, I feel like as somebody who's aspiring to do entertainment of any sort, um, you know, inside in inside of uh, a society where we're finding that things do change, and when they change drastically, everybody's affected by them. It's really interesting. You know, I really think that um, you can't really put anything past anyone. And to see like Spotify, I mean, like, look, it seemed like they didn't expect the demographic. That Joe's um, audience hits to show up and show out the way that they did, and that that's that's a testament to them and what they're doing. Mainly, oh, you know, him worrying about just because it takes a lot to build a fan base. It takes a lot to sit up and do a podcast twice a week. It takes a lot to put that effort in, and to do that to get the fan base that you have to continue to have people. You know, tune in to hear your opinion on things and to have it something or somewhere where people go to be entertained. And they've consistently done that over the past however many years they've been doing that show. Uh, that's a lot, bro. So I commend them. And I commend him for being like, hey, man, look, this ain't I'm not looking for no other rap deal. Like, I'm really trying to build something here and I'm trying to make sure my people get paid, too. And like, you got to respect them for that. Everything else aside. You know, everything else aside, whatever. And I, and I mean, this, this goes into, like, a lot about the polarizing figures and all that stuff because I, everybody's polarizing, people. Everybody. In some way. In some kind of way, everybody's polarizing. Everybody makes you feel some kind of way. It can be your mama, your daddy, your grandmammy. You greasy, greasy grandmammy, as they say in the back. I mean, or as they say, used to say back in the day. But, yeah, I mean, yo, I'm just out here trying to get my shows to continue to run through this. And it is difficult, you know. But um, one thing I could say is, bro, like I said, I commend them for it. Definitely commend them. And with that being said, work from home. Um, work from home became at home about week three of the quarantine. Like, it ain't even work from home no more. Just like I'm at the crib working, chilling here and there. In the days you get them, you can. In the days you, you can't, you just don't. <laughs> you just work. <laughs> it's like full eight-hour days of shit don't stop. You just got to keep on going. Like, and I think that's that's one of the things that I kind of I wanted to do like with the show. It's like to uplift people, inspire people to do great things, to continue to do the things that they're doing. Um, even just if, if you just starting out, bro, like you got to like – Really, they should make the decision, bro. Like for real, or ma'am, shorty, whatever the hell people say nowadays. 
Just do the fucking thing, man. It ain't easy. It ain't. Because you got to find the time to, to, to sit down and record some shit. You got to think about everything and then, like, put it all together and all that shit like that, bro. Like, what am I going to talk about? Like, when I decided to do the damn thing with just, like, one one person just me talking. It's like, damn, nigga, you can talk a lot. But I knew that already, you know? Um, <laughs> uh, shout out to Mike Terrell, bro. At Mike Terrell on uh, Twitter, bro. He probably wanted to fight niggas on the internet right now. I'm just being real. <laughs> if y'all ain't check this show out, check it out, bro. I usually retweet and like some of his stuff on uh, Twitter, too. Um, just talking about any and everything, bro. That's kind of where I'm going with this shit. Because I just don't want to talk about the politics shit because it just pisses me the fuck off. Whole time. Whole time. The city, the city and the country is in shambles, so we know that. Why the fuck do we got to discuss it over and over again? And if you're tuning into these Zoom uh, conventions, I commend you for that. That takes time. Because I know your ass has seen hella Zoom meetings. You done been on these motherfuckers day in and day out. How you continue to do it, I have no idea. But people do it. And it's just, it's just about like knowing what you know. And this is as simple as politics is going to get for us ever in life, in history. Shit's fucked up. How do we fix it? That's why I don't want to talk about the shit. We talked about this shit. I talked about this shit years ago with motherfuckers on the podcast. Like, look, this shit, Trump could really win. Not even, like, I don't know devil's advocate shit or nothing. Like, the motherfucker could really win. And now we know it's possible. So, where are we at now? And I'm going to say the same thing I said last week. And Kanye ain't poaching no black vote. That ain't what it is. It ain't what it is. And y'all can say that day in, day out if you want. So I done seen another tweet that they really took him off of uh, the ballots. I think it was the Wisconsin. I keep putting that out there. So if Wisconsin did it, my homie told me they, they took him off the ballot in Virginia. I don't know. Look, if he's, uh, if he's, if he, if he's on the ballot, <laughs> available to be voted for elsewhere, outside of those two places that I named, watch out. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not even, like, on no... Uh, I'm a stand. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a Kanye stand. I'm a fan. I fucks with the dude. You know, he's always gonna be OJ to me. And I don't think he really changed that much to me. A lot of people say, "Oh, Kanye, this guy." No, bro. It ain't. It ain't been different at all. He's been the same person that we 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 thought was the shit back then when we first saw him. And he's just expanding. He's he, he rich. Put it that way. So everybody was listening to the motherfucker say, okay, I'm going to be rich and famous, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to do this and do that. We believed them, and now you believe them now. And that's why it's scary. That's why it's scary. But I tell you this, I didn't talk to people. People like, hey, man, dude is this and dude is that. Look, if they can put a fool in the White House and y'all will say he a fool, we can have one too. That might be controversial. But listen. It's possible. Anyway, um, Girlfriends is on Netflix. Girlfriends is on Netflix. This is where we first saw Tracy Ellis Ross and her homegirls do their damn thing. I ain't really fucked with the show. That was a time like UPN was on, you know, you watch your little shows and everything. And when you were shorty, you just checking out. I see like a lot of tweets about people that posted everything. Like, man, I just recognize like they doing this and that and the other. It's like this is shit that you don't pay attention to when you were a kid. Like you ain't working like that. 
motherfuckers is like, that's a lie. I don't know if y'all ever heard the NWA album. That's a lie. That's a goddamn lie. Like, that's what people are saying about the motherfucker. But it's TV, bro. Now, you can be, I think, Sex of the City. Old girl was like a freelance writer. Uh, uh, Tracy uh, Ellis Ross, homegirl, is like a partner at 26. Like, nigga, don't you still be in school at that time? You know, it's a lot of stuff that people are just. Hindsight is 2020. That's how I'm gonna put it at. Like, I'm like, this. That's probably gonna be the title of this show, or at least this episode. Hindsight is 2020. Mainly because when you see shows like that now, when you live in during that time, that age, you know, 26 to 30 something, you're looking at it you're like, man, ain't no damn way. It might be possible for some, but that's neither here nor there. That's another story. And. The NFL is back. I don't know. I'm probably got about 45 minutes with y'all right now. 45 to an hour. I don't know. The NFL is back. Every game is going to be like a well-dressed practice. I saw Kansas City Chiefs beat the dog shit out of uh, Houston. And D-Hop is somewhere in Arizona. Like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I don't know what that situation was, but you heard rumbles about OB just being a bad guy, bro, or like being a bad coach. And I, I don't know. It's a lot of shit that goes into that. You don't know the inner workings of those things. But what I'm saying is this: if the NFL can continue, it will. Because I don't know. I mean, like the the, the major league major league baseball teams didn't slow down. I really hope that um, the NFL can be as successful as the NBA has been because they they've set the example for what it should be. Granted, I don't know if that has a lot to do with the star power. And that's another thing to see what leagues do to transition into a time where no one can really be in person to see their games. Mainly because, like I said, every game is like a well-dressed practice. Either a well-dressed practice or the scrimmage that everyone wants to see but they can't see. Meanwhile, everything is going to be on television. I'm excited to see what the craze will be. I'm recording this on a Saturday, so... Tomorrow is the first day that the leagues kick off officially where the NFL kicks off. And to see exactly what um, the fanfare will be. I mean, the excitement is that I'm a Bears fan, a lowly Bears fan. But I did see one thing. All the Bears players had on a pair of J's as they went um, on the private jet to the game. It's the little things. I stress that a lot. Um, Everybody being on the same accord. It's the little things. I don't know what that means. But if the Bears are successful in a season where no one can come see them play, does that really count? I mean, I don't know how many players have opted out of the season or opted out of not playing. But what I'm saying is this. If the Bears win a Super Bowl, it's a real Super Bowl to me. <laughs> they are really Super Bowl champions. I, I mean, I'm just – it's a lot of – you got Tampa Bay – with star-studded cast and outside of Tom Brady. But that's a team that's also been um, building on the low. So you think if this was – if it was normal and we were regular right now, uh, would that team still have the same type of um, excitement around them? Uh, would, would, the, would the players still bring it? And I think we're going to see something here. Another thing, that's all. It's a huge sacrifice to really be out there doing this stuff. 
and really be out there playing. Uh, you're risking a lot, and to see those guys really just come out there and put their all out there, even when there's not people in the stands, I think people will appreciate the game a little bit more, but that could just be me. If I'm wrong, tell me that. Tweet me. If I'm wrong, Instagram me. Say something to me. T tell me I'm wrong. But what I'm telling you is this. Appreciate what we have right now because we just went – Almost six months with nothing. Everything closed the fuck down. So we're going to appreciate every little sport we can get. Nigga, if it was badminton on ESPN, I probably would have watched. I probably would have watched. Another thought. Um, what's the young lady's name? Granted, I am becoming an old nigga because I just said young lady. Anyway, Naomi Osaka. Keep doing your thing, baby girl. I don't know if. Uh, I mean, I, I, get it, I get it. She ran a Grand Slam. But she's also been wearing a mask. What everybody on the damn from George Floyd, Tamir Rice, Breonna Taylor, you gotta appreciate that. Like we getting to that point, man. And I'm happy to see it. What they say. Love to see it. Love to like, that's change hate to see it. To love to see it. That might be corn hashtag, love to see it. Um to actually take a stand as somebody famous. We went a lot of years when uh, people weren't doing that. And now we're here. Now we're here. I tweeted this as well. We talked about it. Instagram. Look, we're living in a time where athletes are using their voices. And if you tell them to do what they do and not say anything about what's going on in society, you're a fucking asshole. That's it. That's the statement. That's the tweet. Because there are young people looking to um, athletes as heroes. They're looking to athletes as, as inspiration. And I'm looking at a post right now of her with the trophy. And she wore a Kobe jersey. So this is how fucked up 2020 has been. <laughs> Like, this shit should all make sense to you. You, can, you should be able to understand every fucking thing that I'm saying right now. Whatever side you on. Good or bad. Wrong side of history, right side of history. Because why? Culture is chaos. That's been my theme. That's been my motto for the past two years. And because it is ever going, it is... Non-stop, as Drake would say. Culture is chaos. And if it took you to experience a pandemic, if it took you to experience the world stopping because of a virus to realize that, I would say shame on you. Shame on you. 31 minutes for y'all. That's all I got tonight. For today. Whatever.